When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello Manchester United fans, I'm Sam Hutchison and welcome back to this full-time episode of the Manchester is Red podcast. Following that 2-1 win over Fulham, we're going to start off this podcast with the preview that our writer Tyrone Marshall sent us before the game, where he goes through the team news, what he thinks might happen, and then we're going to get straight into Eric Ten Hag's post-match press conference, then Tyrone Marshall's review of the game, and then... A bit of reaction from me and a bit of discussion around what Eric Ten Hag says and a little bit of build-up maybe towards the cup final next weekend which is going to really make or break Manchester United's perfect season. So Manchester United fans, sit back, relax and enjoy this full-time episode of the Manchester is Red podcast. Hello, welcome to Old Trafford for the final time this season. Game week number 38 in the Premier League, the final day of the league season. Not the final day of the season, of course. One big one still to go for United next week. But bring the curtain down in the league today against Fulham at home. Job done, really, for United. Got the points, the three points in the end uh, to secure top four against Chelsea on Thursday night. So this is a celebratory occasion in theory but United know a win will secure third place uh, any slip up would open the door to Newcastle but a win and United are guaranteed third just been talking on the way in really about what we're expecting from team news and, and what Ten Hag might do today um, you would expect or you would think it's a chance to make some changes you don't really want to risk any injuries ahead of the, the cup final next week but at the same time we know he doesn't go in for rotation an awful lot he values every single victory he can get I think that was win number 40 of the season for him on Thursday night so a, a phenomenal record in that regard, so it wouldn't surprise me if he went strong as well. And we know he'll value third place rather than fourth in, in the Premier League, even though in terms of the Champions League, there's no real difference. All four go straight into the group stage. Uh, Fulham, the visitors today, of course, Fulham actually came close to stopping United even reaching that cup final in the quarterfinal here. 1-0 off with, what, about 20 minutes to go before they gave that penalty away and completely imploded. Mitrovic sent off for pushing the referee, Marcus Silva sent off. Mitrovic only recently returned from his eight-game ban, but has looked in form. And you'd think this might be an entertaining game. There's, there's not been a load of goals in United home games this season. Thursday was a pleasant surprise and a really open game. And the last day of the season usually brings a bit of goals and a bit of fun for, for teams who have achieved what they want to achieve. And United and Fulham certainly sit in that category. Fulham, safe a long time ago. Fantastic season for them. United, if they finish third and win a trophy, likewise a fantastic season with the cup final to look forward to next week. So... Should be a celebratory occasion today. Uh, a lap of honour at the end for those players and thoroughly deserved. You think back to the final day of last season away at Crystal Palace and 
the only thing United supporters could celebrate there was City winning the league ahead of Liverpool. It's a very different feeling today. Old Trafford can celebrate its own team and look forward to that cup final next week. So Manchester United fans, that was Tyrone Marshall's preview of the game. Now we do know the results, so we're going to jump straight into Eric Ten Hag's press conference and then I'll come back to talk a little bit about what Eric Ten Hag said. So here is Eric Ten Hag. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, Jim. At the start, I was not satisfied. We were not organised. It was a messy organisation, especially out of possession. But um, I think after the save of David, I think was the turning point. And I think we woke up. So um, it was a very good wake-up call from, from David. A great save. And from there on, we get organized in and out of possession and the intensity get higher. And I think we make trouble for Fulham. This, this next week, you've got to the final. Is this sort of perfect amount of time to prepare your team? Four or five days? Oh, yeah. yeah, I think, yeah. Uh, that is, we have time. And so uh, we have to close this game first. And then uh, for, we will prepare the, the next game. So stay in the routine. Uh, but uh, of course, we are really looking forward to next week. That's clear. Chris, uh, we keep asking you about David's future, but obviously he um, made that save today. He got the golden goal one after the game. Was that his final game here? Yeah, but I, then I have to repeat. <laughs> I said it uh, last game, last week, last uh, last weeks, every time. So we want him to stay. He wants to stay. So we will find each other. Ah, but I think it shows uh, even on that age eh, you can progress, and I think it was a great save and showed it's really a, a step up uh, in his performance, and I think that uh, it's a symbol for our team during the season eh, that good is not good enough and you have to do better. Now, it was a great save in the right moment in the game, and because 2-0 down, then it's going to be difficult to win a game. And from there on, you know, we turned the game and we win the game. So, yeah, I'm happy uh, with the performance from today from my team. Tony. Hi, Eric. You've made up 17 points from last season in the team you inherited. To challenge for the title, you probably need to find at least another 17 points. You mentioned there, good isn't good enough. It strikes me as a person who is looking how to do that. How do you find another 17, 20 points in, in this club? Uh, we are realising that, that we are in the right direction, but we are not there um, where we have to, have to be. Uh, and there's still a long way to go. And, but I also see uh, that there's a potential, 
potential in this team and in individual players. And I think uh, we showed during the uh, season that we uh, made progress. So that's a compliment to the players, but also to the to the coaches. Hey, we work really hard, but yeah, uh, you have to make that investment. Uh, have a good strategy, work hard, and you get rewarded for it. In terms, sorry, in terms of the investments, how far down the road are you discussions about budgets and transfer targets and things like that? Uh, yes, the, the club knows. Eh, if you want to go, um, uh, if you want to play top four, if you want to compete for trophies in this tough league, eh, then you have to invest. Eh, otherwise, um, you don't have a chance uh, because other clubs will do. Uh, we have seen it in the winter that all the clubs around us make huge investments. We didn't, and, and still uh, we made it. Um, so I'm really happy uh, and proud of my team. No, but I think uh, uh, during the whole season I never talked about uh, 11 players. Huh? I talked about the squad, and uh, I think on s uh, several positions the difference is not that huge, and, and and we needed that. But also we played Thursday and once again, and they had a week to prepare. They were so probably much fresher. So I want to add a fresh team on the pitch, but also uh, players, uh, they could present them for the cup final. And so yeah, I want to see different things. And uh, I think the team performed well, and I think the squad performed well. Just one on Jaden, um, you seem to have a conversation with him as David was saving his penalty or around then, uh, sort of instructing him to do things, and he scored not long after that. I was wondering what was that conversation and what did you make of his performance overall? No, it was not that we had a conversation that he scored the goal, no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the such moments, uh, um, uh, we discussed that also on Thursday, yeah, you take uh, to talk with players, give some instructions, uh, either for the team or either individual, uh, to have a little influence on such moment in the game. And But I think um, yeah, the biggest moment in this game was the save from David because that was the turning point and from there on there was a different spirit in the team. Uh, last question, Dave. They are in tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, because tomorrow we have the player of the year. We have a charity uh, uh, here, uh, charity gala, and but yeah, we we stick to the routine, and we all <laughs> definitely we have our days off and relax. But yeah, we have one week to go, and yeah, we will use the days to prepare that game as as good as possible. You, uh, I think you um, have always a chance in football, and I think um, the history shows uh, we beat them, yeah, in January. But I think Man United in the last couple of years beat um, City many times. So th these players know uh, when they play at their levels uh, that they can compete, and yeah, it's it's obvious. And uh, we play against. 
probably in this moment had the best team. But still, uh, there is a chance and we have to go for the chance and we have to give everything uh, that uh, we can't be after the game, that we can't find excuses to ourselves. Uh, and I'm sure we will play a good game on Saturday. So welcome back Manchester United fans, that was Eric Ten Hag's press conference and we're going to go straight into Tyrone Marshall's post-match review where he reviews some of the key sort of talking points from that press conference and then I'll get back in and discuss a bit further, a bit more at length the intricacies around Eric Ten Hag's press conference, the answers he gave, Tyrone's review and what Manchester United fans can really look forward to over the next week leading up to that cup final. So here is Tyrone Marshall's post-match review. Good afternoon from Old Trafford where Manchester United have finished the Premier League season with a 2-1 win against Fulham. Come from behind victory, an entertaining game at Old Trafford. So often are on the final day when there's nothing to play for. And there was very little to play for for these two teams. United's win did secure third spot. A 23rd win of the season in the Premier League. 75 points in the end. Uh, second highest points tally in 10 years in the post-Fergie era. Only the fourth time United finished in the top three. So plenty to celebrate for Eric Tenag and his players here especially after last season and especially after the season, how the season started with those defeats at Brighton and Brentford. A real party mood at the end, a defiant talk on the pitch from Ten Hag as well to the fans afterwards and talking about the cup final and I think it was, I was going to say all eyes, but at least an eye and a half on that FA Cup final next weekend today. It's the big one now for United against Manchester City. Try and win a second trophy in Ten Hag's first season and perhaps just as importantly try and stop City matching that 1999 treble there is so much riding on Wembley we probably got a few clues to the lineup today I don't think it was any surprise for Ran and Eriksson got a rest Martial being on the bench might indicate he's in line to start in, in what might just be one attacking position that's up for grabs really I thought Fred starting and then coming off probably suggests he might well start as well I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Fernandez start on the right in that cup final and maybe Fred's energy coming to come into midfield but generally just uh an entertaining game and a good way to finish. 15 wins from 19 games at home this season for United. Just that one defeat to Brighton on, on the opening day. It looked for a while like this might be a second defeat. Went 1-0 down to a, a Kenny Tetty near post header from a corner early on. And then a penalty, Fulham had a penalty. About midway through that, that first half, Harry Maguire with a poor ball uh, through midfield. Cut out, launched a Fulham counter. Casemiro clipped Tom Kearney, a, a definite penalty. Alexander Mitrovic stepped up and, as you would expect from his Old Trafford record this season, he missed, or rather, David De Gea saved it. A, a brilliant moment for De Gea. His first penalty save at Old Trafford since 2014 when he denied Leighton Baines in front of the Stratford end as well. Um, he got a, a roaring reception from the Stratford end for that save. Got mobbed by his teammates and Eric Ten just done his press conference and called it the turning point of the game. Um, and he's right, Fulham with a better side until then, but that save gave United something propelled them forwards, gave them some belief and after that they, they were the better team and deserved the victory. Got the equaliser through Jadon Sancho, a, a touch of luck it's fair to say, Marco Silva said it was a lucky goal and it's hard to disagree. Um, Maguire he played quite well actually after that error with a, a good forward ball to Fernandez. Fernandez into Fred but, but Fred was tackled in the box and the ball just sort of ricocheted to Sancho who, who couldn't miss. Thought Sancho did better on the right again today after a good performance on the right in the second half against Chelsea, some promising signs there. Uh, the United got the goal in the second half. Fred, who, who with the ball was very, very hit and miss today, as he so often is, 
but his reverse pass through ball to Fernandez for the winning goal was sensational. A fantastic spot, a perfect run from Fernandez and took a touch. Looked like he was going to go round Leno, but didn't quite get it out of his feet with that touch. But had the had the skill and, and the wherewithal to, to, to dink the ball over uh, Burnt Leno and get the goal 2-1. And, and that is how it finished. A few chances in the break for United. Fulham gave it a good go. But, um, but that was it, 2-1, like I say, a deserved victory, 75 points, four successive wins to end the season and, and a real good feel-good real feel factor on the end. Like I say, Ten Hag was, was roared um, throughout making his, uh, his end-of-season speech, really. Thanks for the fans. And as soon as he mentioned the cup final, the chants of United in this place were, were truly deafening. Um, and like I say, he was very defiant, talking about how they've got a very good chance of, or what he feels, I think he's had a really good chance, actually, of, uh, of winning and bringing the cup back to Old Trafford, as he described it. And... There's no doubt that would cap off a brilliant season. It's, it's going to be a great season, whatever happens, but you can't get away from the fact that there is so much riding on Wembley. Like I say, just at his press conference, um, another update on De Gea. There's obviously the, the, the possibility that this has been De Gea's final game at Old Trafford. His 544th United appearance it was, but his contract is up in just over four weeks now. That's, that's the reality of the situation. Um, no, I don't think anyone really expects it's going to be his final game, but it, it, the possibility is there. Um, Ten Hag was asked about it after the match and said again that United wanted to stay, he wants to stay, and he said, we will find each other. So that felt pretty telling that he clearly believes De Gea will stay at this club and a contract extension will be signed. And he kind of said De Gea summed up United's season from, from starting, starting slowly, good not being good enough, to finishing pretty well and that decisive penalty save and the turning points in the game. Um, I asked Ten Hag as well about how he... Probably got 17 more points at least to make up on, on next season. That's the improvement in his first season. You probably need another 17 points from 75 to have a chance of challenging for the title these days. That would take you to 92, so it's a lot to find. He talked about improvement in certain players, but as I suspected he might, he mentioned transfers as well and, and pushed him on investment. And a very telling quote that I think you're going to see in a lot of Monday papers and get a lot of traction this week about how um, basically we, we got away with it in January. Our rivals spent and we didn't, he, he said. And, of course, United only signed Jack Butland, Marcel Sabitzer and Vuk Vegost on loan in January. Um, and and Tenag basically said, our rivals spent, we didn't, and I'm proud of my team that we still finished third. It, it felt very much like him claiming credit for it, his team claiming credit for it. You look at Liverpool signing Kyrie Gakbo, Newcastle Anthony Gordon, uh, Arsenal signed Kivior, Jorginho, Trossard, Chelsea, we know how many millions they spent unsuccessfully in January. It felt like a really telling quote, and we know Ten Hag is a demanding manager when it comes to transfers, and I think he's going to be demanding this summer whoever owns the club. So, a very interesting way for, for Ten Hag to finish the season in his final press conference at, at Old Trafford, and I think transfers are going to be a big part of the summer story. Uh, but for the next week or so, it is going to be all about Wembley on June the 3rd and a massive, massive Manchester derby. So Manchester United fans, both Eric Ten Hag and our writer Tyro Marshall have touched on it there, but the penalty save was really the game-changing moment today. It was a great save, and David De Gea is not really known for his penalty saving expertise, but that was a good save, and that was actually quite impressive by David De Gea, especially against a completely Premier League proven striker in Mitrovic, who doesn't really miss penalties that often. It was a good save. And it's really, if that is David De Gea's last performance in a Manchester United shirt at Old Trafford, it's a good way to go out. 
I don't think it will be, and you know, we'll have all the latest news on a David De Gea contract on the Manchester Evening News website. I don't think that will be his final performance in a Manchester United shirt at Old Trafford. But if it is, it's a perfect way for him to go out. And I do think he was probably man of the match today. I thought he was a real standout. It's a shame he didn't keep another clean sheet after such an impressive season on paper this season. It has been for David De Gea. I mean, we all know where his sort of weaknesses have been shown up this season, especially by this system that Eric Tan Hag wants to play. But I do think he's probably his future at least extends another season at Manchester United, if not another couple of seasons, and he sort of plays, drops his role down into a more rotational role with a more up-and-coming goalkeeper for the future who suits Eric Ten Hag's play style a bit more, suits his playing out from the back, his confidence in the goalkeeper sort of role more than David De Gea does. But I think David De Gea is a perfectly capable goalkeeper, especially here in the Premier League and especially in the short term at Manchester United. That being said, Eric Ten Hag did sort of... He didn't really elaborate on his summer plans and Tyrone touched on it there in his review. Eric Ten Hag is going to have to have plans in place for summer in terms of transfers and he touched on how much the rivals around Manchester United have spent in winter especially and Man United didn't really spend in winter spent big in summer and they didn't spend in winter only bringing in like Ty said rotational options sort of backups in positions that were needed but I think Eric Ten Hag's going to have to go out with a real plan for summer I don't think he can go out and target players like he did last summer where he wanted De Jong, Casemiro comes available, he goes for Casemiro and I mean it's been a blessing in disguise that he didn't get De Jong and went for Casemiro instead as Casemiro has been excellent this season so maybe that will happen again maybe we'll see Eric Ten Hag go for a bit more experience, he's always he's got this sort of reputation when he first joined Manchester United where he would sort of focus on developing youth players and he never really did that at Ajax the key with Ajax is that the academy always has talents coming through and the Eredivisie is such a a league where you can bed in talents. It's not a low quality league, but the talents that come through don't have to do much until they are first team players. It's different at Manchester United. You can't get players like that. You can't just be a first team player. Like Man United have one of the best academies in the country and of the last sort of five years... Recent memory, who's broken through? You think Garnacho, you think Marcus Rashford, and then through the academy, it's that's pretty much it. There's always more players coming through Manchester United's academy, but not many of them really make that step up to regular first team player. So, I do think Ten Hag's summer plans are going to have to focus on experience and. So just on that point, sorry. Um, so just on that point, Eric Ten Hag does prefer experience in his signings. He doesn't go out and sign a world-class youngster, and world-class youngsters come at a real premium for clubs like Manchester United. But I do think he'll probably focus on a bit of first-team quality. We are we've still space to develop and space to grow and learn in their positions. 
I think it'll be more likely a goalkeeper who's under sort of 27 if he is going to go get a goalkeeper. Jeremy Frimprong looks like his first choice right back option, which would be a pretty, a real sign of intent. He's had a class season for Leverkusen this season. He'll probably be the long-term solution to Manchester United right back issues if he does come in. But, there are a host of clubs across Europe looking for right-backs. So there might be a bidding war there, and I don't think Eric Ten Hag can afford to get caught up in a bidding war for a player that's not essential. I think for a striker, it'd be worth getting in a bidding war. You know, the financial might of Manchester United would probably scare off most other clubs, especially this summer where you know that Man United have the money and are willing to spend the money on a striker, probably Harry Kane, if not Harry Kane, Victor Osimhen, if not Victor Osimhen, Lautaro Martinez from Inter. I think all three of those would be fantastic signings for Manchester United, and I think all three of those are pretty realistic. And I can't see the season starting without Manchester United having one of those three as striker, it would be a real disaster of a summer window if one of those three was not leading the line in Manchester United's first game of the Premier League next season. He also looks ahead to the final a bit more. You know, this is going to be a difficult test. Manchester City are probably the best team in the world right now, on paper, and Haaland's in fantastic form. He's been in fantastic form all season, pretty much. And stopping him is going to be the key for Manchester United to win this final. And he sort of... His selection today really outlined... A, it sort of wrote itself as what the final 11 was going to be. I do think we'll probably see rotation... We saw a lot of rotation and I think we'll see a lot of more changes for the final. I think... Varane will come back in to start alongside Lindelof. I didn't actually think Harry Maguire had a bad second half today, but his first half he was a bit sloppy. I think Wan-Bissaka will probably come in at right back for Dallow. Dallow's really not been anywhere near as good as he was before the World Cup, since the World Cup, pretty much. I think Wan-Bissaka will start at right back. I think Shaw will come back in at left back, you'd hope so. I think Casemiro, Eriksen and Fernandez will be the midfield. It's probably Manchester United's strongest midfield, especially with Sabitzer and Donny van der Beek still injured. I think in attack, Sancho's actually been good recently off the right. So I think Sancho will start off the right. And then I'd start probably Martial up front. I think there's probably a reason he didn't start tonight. And that's because he just couldn't play the minutes that are demanded of him. And then the minutes that will be demanded of him in a final. I think he's probably Man United's best striker option still. Because it, if Rashford's playing up there, it means Manchester United are weaker on the left wing. With Garnacho not fully fit. And I think Rashford will start on the left. If Martial's not fit, which is pretty unlike, pretty likely at this point. He's never fit for Manchester United. I think Rashford will do a job up front. I think he could actually occupy... Pep's weird 3-3-1-3 formation sort of thing. I think Marcus Rashford could actually occupy those three defenders, three out-and-out defenders that Pep seems to be playing this season. And I do think he could cause issues as a sole striker. I think it'll be better if Martial starts, though. 
and I think it would be better if Martial leads the line and allows Rashford a bit more space off the left to sort of attack where sort of probably Kyle Walker will be playing. Um, if not Kyle Walker, I don't really know who would fit in there, so I think it'll probably be Kyle Walker off that sort of right back, sort of right centre back, right inverted half sort of position will be where Marcus Rashford has to attack and I think that is probably where Manchester United will have the most joy in a final. Ten Hag outlined, obviously, he thinks Manchester United can win. He's going to say that in a press conference, but he does truly believe it and it's not with it's not out of the realms of possibility. Man United aren't a bad side by any stretch of the imagination. It's just some outline results here and there this season have made Manchester United look like a poor side. But, you know, Fulham have had a really good season and a 2-1 two win, two win, comfortable at home. It was alright. It was pretty comfortable today, you know. Since that penalty save, like I said earlier, Man United were quite easily the better side. No one really looked out of the depth. No one really looked uncomfortable. And I do think, you know, there is always a chance there for Manchester United. There's always a option. There's always a possibility that Man United come out of Wembley, walk down Wembley Way, bring the trophy back to Old Trafford, back to Carrington. It is unlikely, however, Man City will be favourites going into that game just because they're in such great form. And... You know, people expect it halfway through the season where City will end the season on a 12-game winning streak. And it seems to happen every season recently. They will just go and keep going and not drop any points for the last sort of 10 games of the Premier League. And then they'll go into a cup final and win it because they're in such great flying form. But if anyone can stop them, it'll be Manchester United. They've probably been fourth best side in the Premier League, actually, over the whole season. I feel like Newcastle have got unlucky with a couple of results here and there. But Manchester United, third in the table, you'd have taken that at the start of the season. Third in the table, a trophy already secured, another final to potentially put a stop to Manchester City's treble. I think Manchester United fans, you'll have to let me know, but I think you'd have taken that at the start of the season had you been offered it. And I do think, overall, this has been an overwhelmingly positive first season for Eric Ten Hag in English football. I think he's got a bright future at Manchester United. I think the future only holds more positives for Eric Ten Hag and Manchester United. And I think if he gets his targets this summer, Man United will only be stronger next season and maybe even want to push further up the table into that sort of second position being in a title race with Manchester City is always going to be hard because they're so, so fantastic. And it looks like they'll just be as good, if not better, next season. So, I mean, that's got to be the aim to push into that sort of top two and really push City all the way like Arsenal have this season. But you'll have to let us know, Manchester United fans, and make sure to get at us. Check us out on the Manchester Evening News for all the best Manchester United news. Check me out on Twitter at SamHutchMen. I will try to reply to any of your Manchester United queries. 
Check out Tyro Marshall at Ty Marshall M-E-N on Twitter as well. If you want to send him any love. Check out our YouTube channel where we'll have press conferences, the video version of Tyrone's uh, reviews of the game and previews, anything else, original content about Manchester United. Make sure to check us out if you want to see more of that. Check out the Manchester is Red podcast, which will be recorded tomorrow and published tomorrow night. And that is all from me. Thank you for listening, Manchester United fans, to this full-time podcast. And I'll speak to you next time. Mm-hmm.